Greetings and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this show explores the topics of security, technology, society, and human meaning. Every Monday, there's a news and analysis episode that curates tens of hours of reading into a concise 15-minute summary, as well as regular episodes featuring essays, interviews, and book reviews on these same topics. The goal is to provide a weekly, concise, and curated update on the most interesting things happening in the world, and to explore ideas that give you something to think about and prepare you for what's coming next. All right, feeling much better now, and thank you for all the well wishes. And with RSA behind us, it's time to start thinking about Vegas DEFCON Blackout already. I'll be there in some capacity, so let's try to meet up outside, of course. And now on to this week's show, which is a chunky one, and it's also sporting the new header art that I made last weekend, if you view the newsletter version. Hope you have a good week. Starting off with security news. The NSO Group is in talks to sell Pegasus to U.S. defense contractor L3 Harris, which is the company behind Stingray cell phone trackers. And many are worried that this will lead to lots of U.S. law enforcement getting a hold of Pegasus. And that is a justifiable concern since they've already tried to unsuccessfully sell into NYPD and FBI. And I'm surprised this is even a thing, honestly. How would a U.S. contractor be allowed to purchase a technology? That's on the U.S. naughty list. I suppose the purchase could lead to audits and certifications once they look at what's actually in the code, but still seems a bit strange. Many are currently being hit with spam text messages that pull you into a conversation. I actually got one while I was typing that sentence, and it basically just said hello. So they're designed to get you to respond by saying something as simple as like hello or hi or whatever. But some of them are more tricky and they say something like, is this Chris's number still? Or hello, Dr. Smith, or something like that. Trying to get you to correct them, essentially. So I definitely recommend you reach out to your loved ones and let them know about this campaign because they are likely, if they're not hearing from you and you're not telling them, they're likely responding to these text messages. And who knows what they're trying to do on the other side. Digital Shadows says there are 24.6 billion sets of credentials up for sale on the dark web, 6.7 billion of which are unique. There's only like 7 billion people in the world, so that's a high number. They say this is a 34% increase over 2020, because they do this analysis every two years. And this corresponds to credential stuffing attacks gaining favor in the real-world attack data, and adds pressure to move everyone to 2FA. And a future where we all use fewer passwords. Storyblock, level up the security of your company's CMS. More and more cybersecurity companies are ditching their traditional CMS and are moving to a headless CMS platform. Why? Because they want the best possible security, the flexibility of headless, and the ability to publish to any front end. By using an API-first platform like Storyblock, you get faster performance in page loading, a content CDN, easier integrations, user-friendly editing, and enterprise-grade security. Join the many companies moving from traditional CMS to the headless API model using Storyblock. And you can learn more at storyblock.com. That's Storyblock with a K. Palantir and Google Cloud have entered into a strategic partnership. The solution basically gives a place for analysis to take place and the tool sets to perform that analysis. They list the following as benefits, faster onboarding of data, single source of truth in AI and data analytics. 
This is the type of partnership that saw a lot of negative press a year or two ago, with Google employees making the argument that they didn't want to work for shady data analytics companies. And I think a lot of it was not wanting to work with companies that were cooperating with the government and the military specifically. Problem is, companies that are good at shady analytics are also good at regular analytics. And if the analytics are good, they're going to sell them. So this is really hard to stop, unfortunately, for employees. And kind of related to that, I feel like there's a little bit of a Netflix effect going on where companies are being more inclined to just say, you know what, if you don't like it, leave. And it's especially going to be the case during recessions where it's like you might have to downsize anyway, so you might as well drop the people who are likely to complain a lot. Not saying that's good or bad. I'm saying you should expect that to happen. Multiple sources say China has had access to U.S. TikTok data, including an independent auditor hired to evaluate the product security, as well as multiple TikTok employees. Related to that, TikTok says all U.S. data is now being routed to Oracle Cloud, but that they're still sending the data on to its own servers in Virginia and Singapore. They say in the future, they'll be deleting that data from their own servers and migrate to using only Oracle's cloud. Microsoft has patched the Felina Zero Day in its monthly updates. Paige Thompson has been convicted of wire fraud and computer intrusions against Capital One. Capital One was fined $80 million and settled another $190 million in lawsuits related to the attacks. China is considering requiring all platforms in-country to moderate all comments before they're posted, and presumably they would then publish rules of what's acceptable to publish as a comment and what isn't, and have that apply to the entire country. So, big yikes for me. There's a CVSS 9.8 vulnerability in Sophos Firewall. CISA recommends everyone update to the latest version of Chrome due to multiple vulnerabilities. The Ninja Forms WordPress plugin has been updated for a critical code injection vulnerability. There's over like a million installations of that plugin. And SAP has patched some high severity issues in NetWeaver. Incident-wise, QNAP devices are being targeted in a new Deadbolt and eCorex ransomware campaign. And Kaiser Permanente had a data breach that exposed around 70,000 patient records. Technology news. China is looking to build the world's first space-based solar power plant. It would absorb solar power in space and then beam the power down to Earth. They're looking to launch it ambitiously as early as 2028. Why can't we do this? We got potholes. They're shooting solar energy from space. Makes me sad. Coinbase has laid off 18% of its staff, saying they hired too quickly iOS 16 will have a new feature called Room Plan that will let you create a 3D floor plan of a house or building using LiDAR. Tesla is planning a 3-to-1 stock split. Human news. Germany is responding to Russia's reduced supply of natural gas by reopening some of its coal plants. This is why we need more nuclear. Repairing Yellowstone's flooding damage could take years and cost over a billion dollars. A new study has found that high levels of omega-3 in the blood were linked with a 49% lower chance of Alzheimer's. Apple Store workers in Maryland have become the first to unionize. A new study in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition has found a link between vitamin D deficiency and the risk of dementia and stroke. This is why I'm a huge supplements person. 
I'm not even sure if I should be, but I definitely am. Always have been. And yeah, if you're a supplements person, reach out to me. We'll talk. Air travel continues to get safer from accidents, but less safe due to intentional pilot crashes. Mental health, once again. We essentially have a lot more situations compared to previous decades of pilots intentionally committing suicide and killing everyone on board. Keep in mind, we're talking about very low numbers of incidents here, but a quick rise in numbers. So, got to keep perspective there. Omicron appears much less likely to cause long COVID than Delta, but experts aren't sure exactly how much. U.S. prison workers produce $11 billion worth of goods and services a year and get paid virtually nothing. I think this would actually be okay if it weren't using the whole enterprise as a business in many cases. In other words, if we were doing our best to keep people out of prison and helping people become functional citizens once they get into prison and helping them get out and get into society, I think this would be fine. There are too many industries that actually incentivize a growing prison population, which is extremely gross. After 45 years, the Voyager spacecraft are starting to lose power to their systems. Quite sad, actually. But uh, some systems are still operational, and scientists are hoping to get some data back into the early 2030s. So that will have been, what, 50? Over 50 years that these spacecraft have been out there providing value? Incredible. And they're actually in interstellar space now. They're outside of the heliosphere. And they know this because they're getting hit with a lot more cosmic rays. Content ideas and analysis. Cannibalism and automation in recessions. Two things to watch as we head into a likely recession are one, the larger companies in a space gobbling up the smaller players because the smaller players might not have the strength to survive. And two, Companies doubling down on human-replacing automation to save money. Watch out for those. Notes. I just finished Don't Trust Your Gut, which is an awesome book. It's a second book, I think, from the former Google data scientist who did all the analysis on search engine logs. Really love this book. And I'm doing a full summary, actually, for members. That'll come out later this week, maybe even like today or tomorrow. Put a thread in Slack about changes I'm looking to make to the show. So if you have some time and are interested, head over and take a look. The uh, TLDR is no pricing changes, uh, moving to public newsletters, and more member content, all in service of eventually trying to do this more full-time. Big part of buying a house for me was creating a sense of security in the original sense of like Sakura, which is without worry. So this is why I put a lot of effort into like solar panels. I got two Tesla batteries. I got a reverse osmosis water filter and upgraded my AC to do a bunch of better filtering and stuff. And as part of that, I'm also making my internet more robust by getting a fiber directly linked up into an upgraded modem so that power outages don't actually take on the internet. And I've also just installed a backup, which is Starlink. And I expected Starlink to be a horrible mess. I expected it to take forever and have to call a number and get it turned on and it would be flaky or whatever. This thing, I opened the box. It was very Apple-y in, in the sense of how simple it was. Plugged in literally two things, put it in the right place. The thing auto-oriented, found a um, satellite or one or more satellites. I installed the app and I was online. Like from the moment of touching the box to like 15 minutes later, 
I have 300 megabit internet down and 150 internet up uh, megabits. So fast as hell and super easy to set up. Like 15 minutes, no hassle whatsoever. Just, I can't believe it was this easy. Like there are a whole lot of things that are much simpler and don't provide nearly as much value. And they're all on the planet, you know, like installing a router or a smart light switch or something that don't work as good as this and as quickly as this. Yeah, just really impressed with the quality of the product and ease of setup and everything. And then, of course, it's space internet, right? Bouncing off of satellites. That's just ridiculous. Discovery, try writing one sentence per line. Love this post. Basically, they're saying don't actually publish it one sentence per line because that's a little bit weird, even though the BBC does that. But write out your complete thought with one sentence per line. This is actually how I build slides. I build slides like this. I build like one thought or one idea or one sentence per line. And then once I have it all working, I go and create slides for each uh, individual thought. Works really well for me. Uh, really like this post. Luck Surface Area. The Ugly Side of Collaboration and Bug Bounties by Shubs. Belief in God is down from 92% in 2011 to a new low of 81% in 2022. So 11 years, we lost 9% belief in God. A comic strip created by Dowley. Supply chain security, NPM domain name checker, a tool to check the maintainer of every pack in the NPM repo for sketch domains and MX records by Firefart, which is the coolest username ever. And static analysis, SEMGREP rules, a public repository of SEMGREP rules by Eltem. And the recommendation of the week, if you've been studying and planning to do something cool for a long time, stop it. Do the thing. You can still study after you're doing it, but don't let the studying trick you into thinking you're accomplishing something. You're not. It is a trick. Do the thing. And P.S. I really needed to hear this myself. And the aphorism for the week. It is not possible to have fun when you try. It is not possible to have fun when you try. Nassim Taleb. Unsupervised Learning is produced and edited by Daniel Meisler on a U87 AI microphone using Hindenburg. Intro and outro music is by Zombie, with a Y. And to get the text and links from this episode, sign up for the newsletter version of the show at danielmeisler.com slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.